good day, passengers. Uh, this is your captain, Jerry Falwell Jr. here. I heard uh, you got a Hamburglar problem, and I've been um, training my cattle since the time that they were calved to handle AR-15s exclusively. And that's, that's their pronouns, his and gun. So uh, we got Herbert uh, Riffs here. Got Sam Sheehan, Matt Ignell. Uh, we got Efron Ramos. Yep, John Ignell also here. Uh, but we're gonna we gotta find that Hamburglar. They're they're trying to take our take our meat, and I'm, my heifers are taking exclusive hate on that. Don't like it at all. So they got their they got their sights pointed straight at the Hamburglar, wherever he might be. Uh, who said it? Baskets to baskets. Duncans and drag screens, we got it all. I don't know how to fly. We're probably gonna <laughs> probably gonna crash, so somebody better take the wheel. I've often been called the Barry Seals of Celtics Twitter, so I got this. As long as uh, this is a Jerry Falwell impression and not a John McCain impression, I think we'll we'll, we'll make it through this, okay? <laughs> it's yeah, cool. McCain. Anybody who anybody who can fly a plane who isn't Albert Einstein is good. Like that's what we should have as a pilot. It's way too complicated. I don't know what I'm doing. It's like I'm trying to use my feet, and they're telling me the hands only. And I, I, I only got that on my dick, so it's, it's hard. Sam, don't forget, you have the uh, don't drive while smoking weed read you got to do tonight. But, uh, I, I got I got to take another Nate Duncan quote now. No, I still got I still got my Nate Duncan or Hitler game we can play. Oh, I have. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure how this was going to go, but I do. I did collect quotes. Too often compared world historically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we ready for this to open the show? Is this yeah, is this yeah. good? Fucking yeah. okay. mask off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got a lot of time. I, I heard Jerry. He's just doing circles right now, so like we're not actually going to our destination. Yeah, we're just on the plane at this point. All right, quote number one. Since January 1933, when Providence entrusted me with the leadership of the German Reich, I had an aim before my eyes, which was essentially incorporated in the program of our National Socialist Party. I've never been disloyal to this aim and have never abandoned my program. Nate Duncan. It was definitely about acquiring the, the land to build Oracle Arena. No, that was, the, that was the mock trade deadline show. That was what he said to Kevin Poulton when he suggested a trade deal. I feel like it's a LaRue quote, but like historians <laughs> kind of biffed it and attributed it to Nate Duncan. Um, no, the, the giveaway was at 1933. So Helix Sleep wasn't a company at that point, so... Really yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a sample size that I just didn't have, Yeah. <laughs> All right, next next quote here. This is a very reductive summary. Intellectually dishonest counselor is a term I reserve for what I believe someone is intentionally manipulating the data to support a desired conclusion. Do you believe that to be the case here? Hitler. Yeah, that's Hitler. That's got to be Hitler. I, I mean, I can't imagine a scenario, uh, you know, where anyone... Uh, says something like that and isn't Hitler, so we'll, we'll hear it. It has that megalomaniacal vibe to it. Yeah. Is he talking about Jakob Pertl? Per <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this is um, Nate Duncan, in fact, responding to <laughs> Ina uh, B. Dog, uh, talking about um, 
uh, how Nate was being intellectually dishonest uh, in his uh, uh, voting for Donovan Mitchell for Rookie of the Year over Ben Simmons. Um, this close, though. Dude, Nate, Nate Duncan called him Lugan Press over that shit. <laughs> the main plank in the National Socialist Program is to abolish the liberalistic con- concept of the individual and the Marxist concept of humanity and to substitute, therefore, the folk community rooted in the soil and bound together by the bond of its common blood. Kyrie. Duncan. That one, I think you're trying to, like, pull the, the wool over our ass, because that's Simmons, if I've ever heard him. <laughs> yeah, I think that was about the, the folklore of the Tectopia of S- San Francisco and how that you have to chain yourself to a desk in order to survive and eat sustenance, but that's good. Was that what, <laughs> that, what that was? Oh, yeah, dude. Next quote. Your kids look really cute. Sure, they'd love to know how their dad conducts himself on Twitter someday, or even your wife, for that matter. Now we're cooking. (laughs) See, I I didn't know some of these. I was like, "Ah, are we being too mean here? But no, this... (laughs) All right, now we got some... That's Hitler on Nate Duncan, correct? Yeah, (laughs) roasting Nate Duncan, yeah. No, guys, this this isn't cool. Uh, Nate Duncan's good. His show's good. He's cool. Uh, (laughs) the, The triangle dance is cool. Um, he's a nice man who drinks milk with his friend, his dear friend Danny. Danny actually is cool. I exonerate Danny from these from these <laughs> from these negotiations. I think that's that's actually um, uh, the Utah Jazz fan of the night. Uh, what was his name? Um, Shane Shane Kiesel, Mc- aka Mormon Sheen Diesel. My guy. <laughs> Mormon Shane Diesel. <laughs> Uh, I Appar- apparently, apparently Shane is suing him, yeah. which I, I expect him to be on like Hannity and Tucker Carlson Absolutely. by the end of the week. Absolutely, no, it's he's gonna, gonna be on. He's gonna be on like both of those shows, but I just don't understand. Like I, I, I guess Utah is sort of like a. Um, is sort of like a perfect storm for this type of thing because like in, in Boston a lot of our like MAGA chuds sort of get absorbed by the Patriots so like you, you know it's like less it's like a little bit more spaced out like I feel like a lot of like cities have NFL teams or um, like St. Louis has the Cardinals has like other like fan bases to sort of you know mop up this type of shit but I guess mm-hmm. in Utah there is only there's only one game in town so just every like useless shithead is there to like be an asshole and they even sucked up carmel alone the, the mailman <laughs> sam i sam i agree with you but like the last time anyone saw anything like this didn't marcus smart make up what the fans said to him in the stands uh i don't did, did when what i don't even remember the details of that uh the guy clearly no, said something to marcus that, and marcus shoved him and no, that, that guy. Cool. That guy had a long-term history of saying really over-the-line stuff. So Marcus was one justified into exonerating. Well, Marcus by is history. always justified. Yeah, Marcus could have no wrong. Yeah, Mark. If Marcus had killed that guy, I would have been like, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, like <laughs> when uh, when Marcus Smart like punched Matt Bonner in the balls, I was screaming, "Fuck you, Bonner!" <laughs> oh yeah. And I love the Bonners, but in that moment, I'm siding with Marcus Smart. Yeah, like when when DeAndre Bembry tried to, or when when Marcus Smart tried to kill DeAndre Bembry, it was a totally on on uh, DeAndre Bembry. I was 
I'm on the record historically when when Smurf during overtime just like threw Ben Simmons expansion. <laughs> I was like, not only was that good, we're gonna win because of it. And like, sure enough, everything he everything he does is correctly triangulated and formulated perfectly. It's it's revolutionary violence. He is steampunk Antifa. Um, ben Simmons is fascist. We all agree we're not gonna talk about the weird Dan Feldman thing, right? That's insanely stupid. I don't want to yeah, talk about uh, Yeah, no. I don't have any... I'm, I'm very much against talking about it, but I, I think yeah. there's mixed opinions. Wait, Matt, I thought, I thought we had a whole thing about how Tice Hayward, Jim, uh, Jay Laranega, and uh, Baines go out. <laughs> they all hang out. They all hit the town. It's, I just, that just whole thing was so insane <laughs> to me. He's like the nutcase opening beers with his eyes and fighting other dudes in the bar. I just can't believe, like, it's such a, it's just so counterfactual. Because, like, if you go on any, like, Celtics fans, like, they, it's stream, they're like, Threatening to beat the shit out of Hayward for like being a gamer gator, <laughs> like like nobody likes Hayward. Like everyone just keeps yelling yeah, like at every him. everybody in the everybody in the arena just calls him like a fucking bum twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. Old, every game I go to, people are booing. Yeah, people like boo him regularly. I don't understand. I don't know. It rules. It's it's fucking wild, and the, and the other thing, the only other way I can read this, and that it like kind of makes sense, is that Dan Feldman thinks that Marcus Smart is white, which uh, I'm not gonna rule out. <laughs> and he's like getting them confused. Oh, what's that? Oh yeah, that's uh yeah, the Clippers beat beat the Celtics by 25. It's that's that's the only reason I got on this plane, but we're leaving. <laughs> we're leaving. Now. Dude, imagine imagine Clippers game. Marcus Morris flying a plane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's 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 play. Who said it? Uh, I'm, I'm going to read a bunch of quotes. You guys are going to uh, tell me who it is. All right. Uh, quote number one. All right. Who said it? I don't want to sit on a place like I'm on a pedestal from anybody. I'm a normal human being that makes mistakes. Who said it? Um. I don't want to sit on a place like I'm on a pedestal from anybody. I'm a normal human being that makes mistakes. Oh, that's Kyrie. That's Kyrie. Yes, full quote. The way I've handled things, it hasn't been perfect, Irving told uh, Chris Haynes. I've made a lot of mistakes that I take full responsibility for. I apologize. I haven't done it perfectly. I haven't said the right things all the time. I don't want to sit on a place like I'm on a pedestal from anybody. I'm a normal human being that makes mistakes. For me, I think because of how how fixated I was to try to prove other people wrong, I got into a lot of habits that were bad, like reading stuff and reacting emotionally. Uh, that's just not who I am. Um, the, uh, that the, rules. That rules too, because it's almost as good as his uh, his famous All Star Weekend quote. It, in that, I try to show Jason what to do and what not to do, because I've gone to some All Star games and done the right thing, and I've gone All Star games and done a lot of the wrong things. <laughs> I want to know what the wrong things are that Kyrie was doing at the All-Star game. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone got mad at me because I I replaced uh, everyone's cash in their wallets with uh, healing crystals, and I do not understand what everyone was doing on that point. Uh, It sucks. It sucks, man. So I'm just trying to keep Jason from doing the same stuff. 
Like, he erased all their contacts and their, like, phones and stuff because he <laughs> thought that's a better way to, like, get attuned to nature. <laughs> you know, he, he started doing the, the boomer shit. Like, we were like, yeah, if, uh, if, we, if we weren't in our phones so much, we would have better chemistry as a team. I remember when we <laughs> teammates used to talk to each other. Like and share if you subscribe. It's just smashing everyone's phones. <laughs> like, 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 like the really great things teams did things together, specifically post game in the LA forum underneath the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's just like locking them in rooms and like breaking the lock off every time to like do, sort of do like team bonding and like tests of courage and <laughs> other, other like hazing activities. Oh man, he is insanely good. On on a serious note, though, I, I, it does feel like we've seen it. A total like 180 from him uh in, in terms of uh his the attitude you, you saw yeah yeah the whole that's, team that's, too that's but, called bipolar disorder but <laughs> but you saw like after the clippers game you know he, he's he's getting up there he's encouraging his teammates you've seen uh everyone from brad stevens to marcus morris uh really praise his leadership over the last couple of days and, and you know if we're looking ahead to to free agency um it, it does sort of seem like Kyrie has sort of, uh, I guess, uh, flipped when it comes to uh, his opinion on the team. I remember it was just like two weeks ago when he was like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if, if, if things get better. When, when I see all, all the stuff coming about about Kyrie over like the last week, um, it, it makes me feel good, uh, not just for, for now, but also when his free agency comes up. There's still That's a lot true. of time left. That's true. I mean, this roller coaster goes up and down. Everything's all great now. We lost by 20, and he held his composure. Can I feel good for a moment, though? He also, I guess when they did the podcast with him and Jason today, he was talking about how cool it is that Jason was drafted by the Celtics instead of, like, a shit franchise like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. He's like, he's like you, you actually got drafted by someone who had won championships <laughs> prior to... <laughs> That's awesome. Kyrie rules. He's he really is just like insanely honest. Like I think that really is just what it is. <laughs> like it, it, like he just like says exactly what he's thinking at all times. Like it that, just, he, he really is. Like I've explained before, he has nervous mom's friend energy. <laughs> I know where he's coming from because remember that Cavs team that he was on when he was first drafted, and like just that roster. Ooh. <laughs> The like, the second year. best, like, the two best teammates he had that year were, like, Anderson Barishow and Jamario. <laughs> yeah. well, then, then he got Dion Waiters, so all, all, everything was solved. Yeah. Yeah. One of those was a lockout season, too, right? And didn't they, weren't they, like, almost there for the worst record in NBA history? Yeah, they came pretty yeah. close. Yeah. They, they, I think they had it in percentage-wise until, like, the lockout year, then, like, Charlotte. Lost the yeah. most. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Bobcats just like went on a just a prolific run of sucking ass <laughs> and got nothing for it. Literally nothing. They still are like, oh man. I was like looking at like the the bleakest teams in the league today, and they're all hyper concentrated in the Southwest. Like mm-hmm. the Wizards are absolutely fucked. Like the the as are like the um, the Heat 
have, are like, have like 900 players that they're paying like 30 million dollars a year like for like i don't know whatever reason that they like pat riley just like started getting mad and just started throwing money at everybody and then the um the hornets are also like yeah, some like Miles Plumley, I think, is on their roster. Or the whole, can I just or, say though, the Hornets are gonna trade like Kemba and MKG, and somebody that gets MKG and that can utilize them, yeah, that could be cool. Like, I don't see, for the Celtics' perspective, I don't see him being like a thing. But I like MKG as a player. Like he, he does some cool things that like, you want a wing guy to do. If it, like, I know MKG. I know MKG is older than Smart, but if he like if Smart took him under his wing, he would like immediately become like a like that type of like impact player. If like the if, Celtics, yeah. if the Celtics took on Michael Kidd Gilchrist, I'd vomit all over myself. <laughs> haven't, we seen, haven't we seen? Hell yeah, Danny, make him do it. I want to see shoot. vomit vomit on the pod. So many likes. <laughs> uh, I just I'm sick of the dudes that can't shoot. I'm out on Michael Kidd Gilchrist. I just want to see Kemba Walker playing with real stakes. He, he's only probably got a couple of years left of, of his true prime. Um, I need to see it again. All right, next. Do you guys, do you guys subscribe to, uh, hey, Kemba Walker may be better than Kyrie? I heard that. I saw that on the Twitter sphere. <laughs> uh, I'm like, uh, maybe not so much. You know, Kyrie Irving, as of last night's game, was only like one charge behind Marcus Smart and charges drawn this year. <laughs> That's that's fucking insane. I like I I had no idea it was like that close. Like yeah, Smart has like twenty four and he's got like twenty three or something like that. He's like become very good at that and like tracking down rebounds. Like his rebounding has really mm-hmm. improved a lot. I think Kyrie's narrative is like four years behind where he actually is as a player. If that makes sense. Literally, his only problem is he can't not say things. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's yeah. that's a clear side effect of microdosing. Yeah. <laughs> next, next quote. Next quote. Uh, Liberty Ballers is my business. Who said it? Oh, I know this. That's the uh, owner of Liberty Ballers, right there. The owner of Liberty Ballers. The, the man. He president. His his name is Jack underscore Michael, and he he purchased it in a cash deal. <laughs> yeah, he was in a cowboy hat and. Like, <laughs> it is an asset he does listen. Full and gold and silver coins only. You got I, it. Do, do, does anyone do? Does it? Do we know what is that? That guy's deal is he just like gets really mad at everyone? The uh, Brian Oringer. Oh, the scout. The scout. Yeah, the scouting. Scout, Brian. scout with Brian. Yeah. Except he's like. Except he's like a uh, a scout for like. The Grand Vizier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just he's, he's a like he's just like watching ball. Vienna. He's just watching <laughs> Vienna twenty four seven. He is scouting. You, once you watch enough enough video, it's kind of like a it's like a ring scenario where you become part of the TV, and then you can like guess where the future will happen, and that's what that's what the NBA teams are paying for. That Dude, I gotta future. I gotta grift my I gotta grift my way into being scout because like, if you just make like really bold declarations about like what a set is and then you're like yeah uh this guy has like schizophrenia and can't read that's how you get a job for the wizards as a scout if you just like make these irrational judgment on people's mental health 
Well, that, I guess that's like what what I'm saying is it's like it seems like anytime anyone calls him wrong or like makes fun of him, he like immediately jumps to like a sort of a Meghan McCain level of like self defense <laughs> that is like like truly unreal for someone like in NBA Twitter, which is like a very like snarky like not a place for the thin skinned. Brian Scout from Scouting is like, whereas Meghan will say she knows Joe Lieberman. Brian Scout. Brian Scout will say he knows Nancy Lieberman. <laughs> Sam, I think you, I think you could do this, but like you should do uh, like a trainer, trainer Johnson, where it's like you read astrology, and like you build teams based on like the cosmic energies, and that's like, that's like Which, the third eye. No, no, no. We've got to cut. We've got to cut that because I am absolutely making that all. There's, <laughs> we can't, we can't put that out there for free. I gotta, I gotta make that all. The uh, the, sure, scout. I, the problem is that that scout will make more sense than scouting with Brian. There will be more like actual analysis going on. Well, actually, like, if you look at his flexion point, it again makes a ninety degree angle, which points at the cosmos, which makes the, the, the Aristotle sign. I know a lot about science. You can tell. We, we all uh, we all can tell that uh, you know uh, Jimmy Butler is a son Virgo. We all knew it, um, and you know that's just not going to cut it with Tobias Harris, who you know is a Sagittarius. Those are water signs. Opposing. Opposing. It's like Pokemon. <laughs> I get it. Now. Next quote. Uh... This is a great show. Next quote for all the the lip readers out there. Um, I'm so fucking tired of Draymond's shit. Who said it? Literally every human on the planet. <laughs> yeah, who hasn't said it? Shit. Like the Dalai Lama has said that like at least three oh, times. Oh, that's Steve Kerr. That's yeah, Stevie Kerr. Stevie K's. You nailed it. Stevie Kellogg. Stevie oh, really? I thought it was gonna be Kevin. I missed this. Dude, Steve, I, I like Steve Kerr because he's so cool. Like, the next morning when they asked him about it, he was like, yes, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to die, and I hate Draymond and KD. <laughs> I mean, this this is a guy who fought Michael Jordan. He's got a lifetime a cool pass, yeah. Maybe that story's just evolved over time, though. Maybe he just got punched in the face by Michael Jordan. That's true. That's how I'd spin it. Did Steve Kerr play with Rodman? Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a good point. <laughs> That's gotta be wild. It is Rod. Steve Rodman. Kerr has like on a team with Dennis Rodman and Michael Jordan, Steve Kerr might have had like the wildest life out of everybody. <laughs> that is true. Didn't was it his dad who worked in the embassy? He wasn't with him. Yeah, he got assassinated yeah. by the PLO. That's crazy. That's yeah. wild. Dennis uh, Dennis Rodman, uh, though, also been in a lot of embassies lately. So, dude, shout out to Dennis is like finding himself by like brokering world peace, and I yeah. like that. <laughs> like Dennis De- Dennis Rodman has done more for like world peace than like any elected politician we've had. <laughs> like <laughs> considerably more than Nobel Peace Prize winner Barack Obama. <laughs> This is true. Dennis, give Dennis the Nobel Peace Prize. You would not know what to do with a DJI drone, so that I say thanks, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman would rebound. 
The dr- if the drone tried to fly, <laughs> he, he would grab it a bit strongly with two hands. Dude, he's a shit out of the sky. <laughs> Dude, Dennis rebound. Dennis rebounding it, like, with the high leg kick, like, just straight-up <laughs> fundamentals. Bring <laughs> it low, base out, looking for the outlet, man. <laughs> Alright, we got our good riff. In for <laughs> Dude, like, his his version of, like, the, the, the Rodman Carl Malone series is, like, Rodman versus Eric Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I got I got one, Matt. Shoot. Alright, who said it? I will fuck you up, you and your wife. Was it A Russell Westbrook or B Kevin O'Connor drunk at NBA All Star Weekend? We never do that to definitely not Kev. Disrespect women. Kev would uh, no. That that's Kev at a war on drugs show to someone who's uh, not <laughs> opening correctly for the war on drugs. Shout out to KFC. That's Kevin O'Connor after the show ends. Him and uh, who's the other one? Chris Vernon. I gotta tell you, Kevin, I, I would love to <laughs> Verno Verno's nuanced take on uh, the Russell Westbrook situation. I mean, you can't say you're gonna kill someone's wife. That is something reserved for only strong. I'm not gonna finish this. <laughs> no, I thought I thought that started really, really well. <laughs> you got to it, man. I was I was building to an OJ Mayo joke, but I'm gonna let that one go. Um, I feel like we, we got we're just gonna have to lean into the Nate Duncan uh, Hitler thing. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. He's a, he's a thick-skinned guy. I'm sure we won't get in trouble. He won't yell at us about it. Next quote. Fucking. I'll rebound for you. You rebound for me. I'll post you up. You'll post me up. Who said it? I don't know. That one I don't know. She's a beautiful yab. Uh, this is um, Kyrie and KD um, at All-Star Weekend, according to uh, oh, sources close to, to, to Brian Windhorst. Um, but I, 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 could see it, I could see it in Kyrie's eyes. Uh, that, that, that man loves, loves, loves Kevin Durant. It's going to be great when we trade Gordon Hayward for him. Too soon. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think like all five fans who love Gordon Hayward. <laughs> yeah, they'd be an uprising. It's gonna be like gamers unite with the Hayward fans, and that's where you get revolution. I mean, honestly, though, Gordon would be so happy. There's so much gaming going on in San Francisco. Like, uh, he could he could have access to all the like weird gamer like VR bullshit like. The company, like Theranos 2, that's developing new VR headsets that, like, drain the amount of electricity that could, like, basically power um, the entire country of Chad. And, and they're just spending it all on this. Uh, Dude, what, like, if, what if he developed a technology like TB, like like Tom Brady, it, like the omnidirectional treadmills that they're doing to, like, rehabilitate his ankle because it, like, applies force in different directions? And then he just, like... And he scores like thirty points again, a game again, and he's just like super like into uh, health and fitness through VR technology <laughs> because be it saves space and it's super <laughs> sustainable. Gordon stops being an NBA player to like play VR two K. 
because he's not married in that one. He has four time digital superstar. He has no kids. He has no kids. <laughs> he does his like, career identically, but there's no wife and children. And he just games after. <laughs> the games. A game within a game. <laughs> Dude, am I, am I allowed to do a quote? Like, can yes, I, yes. Yeah, yeah. Jump in. Hell yeah. All the We're running low. This, is, this one inspires me all the time. Even if there comes a time when you do not hear my voice, do not give up. Do not despair. Do not stop fighting for your freedom until you have victory. Who said it? Um, uh, uh, Marcus Smart. Very close. It was Muammar Gaddafi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That guy loved green. Mm-hmm. Wrote a whole book about Celtics Pride. And it's green. Yeah. He is the original green teamer. Uh, next, next quote here. Um, we need to get out of here. We need to get out of LA. Snake plus skin. <laughs> was it. Um, was that Morris? That seems like a flashback quote. I think it's Kyrie. It sure is. Oh, wow. At. Uh, did, did, did Tatum turn 21 his... over the weekend? Yeah. It was last week. He, Smart's birthday was this week, and the week before was Tatum's. Oh, boy. And then Terry's is next week. Oh, my so. God. I'm so glad this was not while they were in L.A. If anybody saw, like, the uh, the airplane, you know how they take, like, a Celtics account always post airplane photos oh, yeah they, like had, like, they, the had, they had like tatum and deuce who looked really fresh but then they had like terry and mook and they both looked like they had been like waterboarded with cavassier <laughs> <laughs> when, when Kyrie said they had to get out of there it was specifically because they couldn't stop drinking <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Also, I want to quickly shout out uh, Markeith Morris um, at that game the other day. Looked probably the coolest I've ever seen anyone look in my entire life. Like, very unironically. Like, eating popcorn during the Lakers game. Markeith, like, a, a, a legendary performance by the Flask Uncle. Further yeah. reaffirms that, that we need to. Who did he sign with? Is he still, like, with the team? Dude, he's in Oklahoma City. It rules. That's why I'm repping the Thunder tonight out of solidarity with the beers, man. Stephen Adam and Mutt. <laughs> the flask uncle and the beers, man. Oh, God. Yeah, when, when you think about it, it's a wonder that they that they came away with uh, three wins um, in, in the California trip. Uh, that, that, trip that trip easily could have been a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I come from another planet. Like Superman from Krypton. Who said it? Bill Sands. <laughs> Friends of the show. <laughs> Friends of the show. Um, is that LeBron? That sounds like a LeBron quote. Like, unironically. Uh, it's, uh, it's Boban uh, from uh, his, his, uh, his cool, Bleacher though. Report oh, I uh, love, feature. I love Boban so much. Bobby, Bobby rules. The one man bigger than Zion. I... I still can't get over the picture of him on a children's four-wheeler, and then I realized that it's not a children's four-wheeler. It's just a regular four-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just, it's so good. It's such a funny picture. He like, uses regular, like, trikes 
like the kids' tricks is like roller skates. What do we want to talk Strong about to, uh, to 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 wrap this episode up? Well, I was thinking we're we're kind of like I know it's a little bit outside of our wheelhouse to do actual um, like analysis stuff, but does anybody have anyone that they're like looking at for like draft stuff? Like we are kind of entering the tournament phase of things, you know. Like I've I've kind of started to do some of my like preliminary like looking at like college guys and like who's good and like who's a fit. But I don't know if anybody has any opinions on who they think is like a, a good fit for the Celtics because there's a real chance Celtics could have all four picks like Memphis kind well, of keeps winning games. What, what are we picking? Because like you know Memphis, Memphis is pudding. trying. You could get two, ten, eighteen, yeah. twenty-three. What are you, yeah. Who are you taking with the second pick of the draft? Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think I don't think two is going to happen. But the, like, there's a real ah, chance the Celtics could geez. have like eight. The Celtics could have like eight, fourteen, and like nineteen. I'm pretty much resigned to the fact that uh, the Celtics are trading for Anthony Davis this summer, and that he's going to pull the trigger. Um, so uh-huh. whatever remains. Um, you, I, but the thing is, I don't think all those picks are going. If, if Tatum is going out in the deal, you know. No, saying, yeah, no, they're going to want to. They're going to want to hold on to a couple wins. Yeah, I feel like if they put Tatum in, that means it's just two picks going. Yeah, that's what I'm. So I, I do think that the Celtics are going to be making at least one or two first round picks, okay. even if they trade for. Like Anthony Davis. So, so if we assume one is Lugans Dort, um, <laughs> the power cube. That, that yeah. leaves that leaves one more guy. My my guy in this uh, throughout it has been Brandon Clark. I think like his defense. Yeah. And he kind of like not that it's like apples to apples, but like he has like these face up spin moves and stuff when he puts it on the floor. That kind of reminds me of Siakam. Like, mm-hmm. he can do some of those things getting to the rim, and he's just an absolute beast on defense. So, yeah, that's I mean, kind of the guy is, I like. I, I agree. Well, he's, he is, like, an Ojale factory, like, guy. Like, he's absolutely yoked. Brandon Clark is it's incredible. He's the only person who's, like, successfully stopped Zion, like, all season. Yeah. Um, and he's – I agree with you. I think that he's a really good, you know, sort of candidate for this. Stuff. I also like – I really like Chante Porter. Can, yeah, we, can, um, can we who, keep talking about Clark for, for just a second? Oh, sure thing, yeah. Just, I mean, this is the second best player in, in college basketball this year. Um, he's shooting like 70%. Yeah. Um, and I think he fits the mold of what you're sort of looking for um, if you're the Celtics. So it's, it was just a, a, a guy who you may not have the highest ceiling, but who you know is going to be productive. Somebody uh, made the comparison to kind of like, like, like I said, you're never going to have, like, a perfect thing, but, people, like, looking at him kind of like how people looked at, like, Taj Gibson, where, like, yeah. how he's older, maybe he doesn't have that much farther to go, but you still have a guy who has, like, a really, really... So he's, like, that's what I view with him, and I think he just, like, the way the, the modern game works, he can do all the things that we expect out of a player, like, literally everything out of a front court player that we need. Right. Uh, I think I, I think he's good. Well, and also just, I don't know, a, a guy who, like, knows how to play defense. That's usually, like, the, the problem with the rookies is mm-hmm. Brad won't play you if you can't play defense. Um, and, you know, he still has some stuff to learn, like catching up to the speed of the NBA game. But, like, he would be able to, like, defend guys at an NBA level. I don't think there's any question about that. And guys do seem to come out of Gonzaga knowing pro-style defense. I don't know that their system is, like, totally great. They've right. had a bunch of guys recently who've translated pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, Sabonis and you know even Kelly Olynyk like was actually like 
as maligned as he was for being insanely goofy, he was a surprisingly competent defender. Uh-huh. For, like for like the, the absolute lack of athleticism that he had. Yeah, he, you know, he'd be a really good pick um, in a in a weak draft. Um, all right, who who'd you want to hey, mention next? Who's a who's a who's a shooter? Because that's kind of I haven't started really like looking because honestly I just want to see where the lottery goes because yeah. there's so much variance. Uh-huh. But like, who is a shooter? Because that's kind of a position I would say that the Celtics need the most, like a legitimate knockdown shooter, which is kind of hard as a college person but who has yeah, that there, there's there's a guy i i um I'm, I'm forgetting his his name is eluding me right now it's um nikhail something um alexander he's a, the virginia tech kid um and he's I, I really like him um even though like his comp is like evan turner <laughs> which is like what everyone's saying but but he can shoot Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's like a spot-up shooter in addition to like that stuff. So it's like Evan Turner's game where he's like a big kind of guard. Um, he's like a point guard. He handles a lot for Virginia Tech. Um, you know, he's smooth. He's very long, um, and he like gets a lot of like steals and stuff like that. Uh, he's not like a great on-ball defender, but he's a really good shooter. Um, so is he kind of like uh, Brogdon a little bit? Yeah, that, that, I think that's like a better comp. I think he's not quite as I guess Brogdon like is not as a wild defender either, but he's like not quite a good defender. But yeah, I think Brogdon's like another like pretty fair comp. I feel like, um, God, I, I wish I could remember his name. Um, but he's he's someone I've been like kind of really like uh, looking at um, as Alexander like a possible Walker. fit for the Celtics. Uh, yeah, Alexander Walker. Yeah, Nikhil Nah is is his uh, abbreviation, which is very cool. <laughs> Like nah, man. <laughs> so uh, I really like him. I don't know if he he would need to be like a higher up pick. I think he's probably not gonna slide out of the lottery, but um, you know, possible. Um, you know, if the Celtics keep their Kings pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to do we'll have to do a deeper dive um, as as the draft approaches, and we we know how the, how this stuff shakes out. Uh, just mm-hmm. just one more. Are you guys hoping the the Memphis pick conveys? Because um, no. if it does convey, it's going to be you know. What right around like nine? Um, yeah, it's gonna have to be nine. Like, I think. And I think I think and this was said like by not not anyone particularly, but I think people who who would know that like when they made the, their moves, they wanted to make it convey this season. I think Matt Moore said that like that the Grizzlies want this year to be the one that they give it away yeah. before they send Conley out. Right. No, and I don't, they didn't. They wanted to, yeah. They wanted to like get this over with this year. It, it'd be very good for the Celtics because the, the protections shrink every year, and it looks like you know Memphis is not going to be able to turn this thing around quickly. You know, they might. Jaron Jackson's very good, um, mm-hmm. and like the, the Delon Wright and some of the moves they've made. Like, I don't think they're going to be bad, but they are going to. The problem is they are going to be in the West. Is a realistic like worst case scenario like if. Memphis got down to like 13 like if they got like 13 and 14 like what do they do if they get like 13 14 18 23 or something yeah like can you trade up for something or or yeah it's like it's like a weak draft this is like something that's like really been on my mind lately because it's like I, I literally don't know what the Celtics would do you know what I'm saying like they do have so many good guys. Now it's like become a point where there'd be too much talent. I mean, the obvious no-brainer answer is like you know trade for Anthony Davis, but if like the Pelicans want other stuff, 
you know, you don't have a ton of control over that. You know, the Pelicans are going to kind of dictate to the Celtics at least a little bit. Um, you know, especially with how this Lakers season has gone, the Lakers are going to be even more wildly desperate because I don't see them getting like Kawhi Leonard or KD or any of these other like panaceas that would like fix what's going on with the Lakers. So, you know, the Celtics would have to pay some sort of premium, and then you're left with, you know, if that is, you know, the young players on the current core. Um, if it's smart, we riot. Like, uh, we are going to occupy the garden. But, you know, like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown or something, like, that you do need to, like, sort of pick to replace those players, you know. Um, and, you know, the thing is, you know, they do have – Time Lord is such an interesting player in that, like, you got to kind of project out, like, how, how soon is he going to be ready to play? Because the Celtics are not going to have a lot of bigs going forward, like – very soon, and yeah. you need to address like Time Lord is gonna or Yabu are gonna need to like start playing like as soon as next year, and you draft knowing that. So that's why I think Brandon Clark is an interesting one because he's kind of like, in some ways, sort of the opposite of Robert Williams, where it's like the, the upside, it's like an upside versus you know sort of steady play, whereas like Robert wants to like block literally everything. Well, you know, every, you know? I mean, I I think it's just doubling down on on thick Jack frames. Um, and I, I don't see any reason to, to turn away from that now. We've, we've come this far. Um, mm-hmm. See this through, baby. And uh, we've, we've come this far with this show. <laughs> just I, I just want to say, if it's smart, we write is the best phrase I've ever heard. And it, that's the first thing I'm like, that's t-shirt worthy. I would wear that on my back. If it's smart, we write. We that's do need to start, like, join, honestly. Put, like, fuck putting it, that out there. Go, baby. Like, I'm not, this is, like, not... It's like not even like irony or like fandom or like no, the loving smart. Anything from the like show? That. If it's smart, we riot. We riot. No, like uh, uh, very seriously though. Like how? Where would this team be without Marcus Smart right now? Like, Dead. Totally missed the playoffs. Yeah. Never missed yeah. the playoffs. Check mark. <laughs> no, like I, and that's like not even a bit. Like very seriously. Like the Celtics literally. I don't think Second the Pelicans... best shooter on the team, check mark. <laughs> I don't even he's, know. He's been a top fifty do. player in the NBA, which is yeah. insane. best defensive player on the team, check mark. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Celtics have to find a way to make to not have Marcus Smart be part of the Anthony Davis trade. And I, I think that's pretty possible because I'm I'm not sure the Pelicans like want Marcus Smart for their like rebuild. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. All right. Well, I got nothing else. Um... This plane is going down. <laughs> I want to thank uh, our, our, our captain, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, Lucky's pipe, Sam Sheehan. He's definitely. <laughs> He's dead. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, there was there was an elevation change that was too sudden for his heart. He had too many hamburgers. I think there was like a grease stroke, something like that. But yeah, his co- sorry. His colon. Sorry his to report. Col- his colon was so full of hamburger meat <laughs> that his ass exploded and he died. <laughs> No, R.I.P. to Jerry. That's it. Well, it really scared the marshal on the plane. It's taking us all down with the combat. Well, he burst into the cockpit thinking it was an attack, but it was... It's a metaphor. It's just Jerry Jerry Falwell's ass exploding. Hell yeah, dude. R.I.P. to Jerry Falwell and his exploded ass. He taught me it was okay to give my children an M16. (laughs) 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 Uh he refers to his kids as only like the names of guns 
All right. Well, th- this is the ATO oh, show. Fuck. All right. I just remembered my character, but I'm not ready to unveil it. I want to. I want to work on a Michael Tracy impression and do Michael Tracy covering the NBA at, at some point. But we'll we'll get there. I don't even know what he sounds like. Michael so. Tracy is a uh, he's a, a firm defender of Shane Kiesel. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! That was the no. That was the bit. That was the bit I was gonna do. <laughs> say what you want about Shane Kiesel, but say what you want about Shane Kiesel. But it is something to, that uh, to say that uh, organizations have the power to uh, ban players just for speaking and speech. Uh, the the left has got to uh, you know sort of hold this in check, and then like you can have like an all old woman like say something to him and you just say i was murdered by <laughs> was, was it maxine waters that he yeah said, like him? yeah was she tackled him apparently by touching him on the that shoulder. rules that rules that's so funny <laughs> i he look rocks. forward anyway. to i look forward to shane being represented by civil libertarian alan dershowitz <laughs> oh hell yeah i don't think alan's gonna have time alan uh, is under some uh, is, after, it turns like, out like, some things are being unsealed soon. Well, I love that Alan was like, all right, you know what? Say it so I can sue you for defamation. And now someone is literally saying it in court. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, Alan, allegedly. <clears throat> allegedly. He did it. <laughs> he ate the pizza. <laughs> RIP to the show. We were sued in one final act before Hal and Dirk went to the jail. Uh, oh, we actually are going to get sued. Nate Duncan's going to tag Hal and Dirk Schwitz to And we're all going to get sued to death. Just like he's very fucking creepy. Creepy psychic, like his uh, avatar, but creepy psychedelic. <laughs> Dude, he, put, he puts all his he puts all his avatars in a Google like uh, live mind, where it like reprojects it with like all the images uh, in the standing. database. And reprojects like an ass trip. I'm gonna be standing. I'm gonna be being cross-examined and facing a plaintiff bench of, of Alan Dershowitz, Nate Duncan, and scouting with Brian. <laughs> <laughs> facing the wrong way and saying that they're doing discovery when they're actually cross-examining me. So you're saying that's the uh, podcast artwork? Yeah. They go through our DMs and start airing out me talking about Jason Tatum building model trains. <laughs> that's got to stay offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been quite a ride. Uh, but the, the, the plane has crashed. We're being sued into oh, oblivion. No. Um, <laughs> no. And, night, uh, folks. And good night.